going on, everyone? What's going on? Everybody? Good evening, World Wide Web. What's going on? Jazz Good it's evening. Always nice to see you on a Friday. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Late night vibes. The Carbonite Bounty BS crew. Always love yeah, it. If you're not out We're taking up in the adult club, club. If you're not out of clubbing at the club, this is the next right. best place to be. Right. We're not out doing that, so everyone else shouldn't be. Surprise, surprise. The dudes with the Star Wars podcast <laughs> were available on a right. Friday. Late. Right. Late. Hey, <laughs> late. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if it's 2.30 and uh, you're not sending that late night text, you can listen to us. So. <laughs> yeah, drop us a late night text at nerdcyclopedia.com. What, what a lead in. It is. It's 2.30 somewhere. But uh, yeah, let's get our housekeeping <laughs> out the way and let's let DP let you guys know where to find us at, actually. All right, nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Your favorite website where you get all your your favorite fan fiction stuff. Like I said, we'll be starting Ooh. that back up at some point, probably right after the Bad Batch. So you, you'll be in all your Star Wars content from us all year round. Um, make sure you at us on social media, at Nerdcyclopedia. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also on TikTok. Make sure that you are listening to us on podcasts, okay? We're on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. Guess what? We're there. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you smash that subscribe button. Also, hit that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. If you are watching us on Facebook, thank you as well. Join our Carbonite Bounty BS, the Star Wars group, where you hear all things and all chatter relate Star Wars related. So we definitely appreciate you. Um, make sure you get, uh, send us an email, too. We love getting your direct feedback. Anything that you hear us saying on the air, you know, make sure you give us a comment. Leave us some feedback and let us know what you think. And then we'll get right back at you. Well said, well said. And, uh, you know, it's, it gets it's great to be on the back half of this life. So you know. It does. These reads are getting stronger and stronger. And I don't believe there's a script. So that's, this is all off the memory. There is right? not. Great. great. <laughs> he hits all the high points. He's, no a, he's a wordsmith. He's a warrior. It's almost robotic, man. It's almost AI or TT enabled, right? Hey, hey, we're not going that far, so, not yet. Yeah, guys, we're on the... Not no, yeah, true. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of ironic that we're on the back half of this this show, right? And really, this is our finale. It's like the lead up to the you know penultimate finale. But um, you know, I, I guess I'll start with my review um, as far as where I'm thinking the show is and. Like, to me, I mean, and I get it, right? This show, to me, though, flatters to deceive. Um, I feel like it could deliver. And the tough part is, and me, DP, talks about this, you know, kind of offline. Like, I just don't know where they wanted to go with this show. Because there's episodes to where I can see it's, like, built for a kid and, like, a family. And then it gets kind of really deep. And there's, like, oh, man, okay, cool. It's going to, like, be more adult theme. And I get it, right, that it was maybe meant for a younger audience. But... I just think they try to juggle too many different audiences and it starts to lose people. Um, I thought the strongest episode was uh, the um, episode on the Star Destroyer. Um, I, that, that's uh, me. Station to me, station. The problem with that station one. Station. Yeah, station to station. That's, named after a but also like, yeah. But to me, that episode like was so good, but it was like too much of like a Star Wars movie. It literally, I mean, I liked it because it was, I thought the most Star Wars-y thing um, out of this whole set. Um, really enjoyed the characters. 
Cass to me is just is too big of a dumbass at this point to be like this far along in his journey, especially being in the resistance. He, he, he's just too clumsy. Wow. He, mm-hmm. He's borderline Omega. He's almost borderline Omega with me. And Ooh. I don't know if we'll get into it on this episode, but uh, if you saw the new trailer that just came out, um, it seems like she her character seems to be taking more of a, an adult approach. I don't know where they're going with her this last season, but that last trailer they just released today. Um, Seems like she's maturing a lot more, so I'm excited to see that in the next two weeks or so. But uh, yeah, I, I I like this show more than I thought I would. I know I was really negative on it off the bat, but I just think this flatters to deceive a little bit for me. But yeah, I, I, like I said, that's that uh, ship to ship episode. I really I really enjoyed that one. So um, Kaz is um, <laughs> T Mitch is, is um, T Mitch's George R. Banks. Mm. <laughs> not not that bad though. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I might have to. We, <laughs> might, we might have a George R. Two man. He's oh, like yeah. cringy, man. Cringy, cringy. Um, yeah. So so the first like nine and ten, I think were straight forgettable. Um, that was just like okay, what what are we doing here? You know. Um, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, but 11 and 12, yeah, yeah, and 12 left off on a bit of a cliffhanger where I was like, okay, maybe I should just go ahead and watch 13 and you know, just to you know, round it out, see where they're going and everything. But I stopped, you know, I held, you know, I held Pat and everything. Um, but yeah, those two episodes, Station to Station and the 13, and I'm sorry, and the 12 was uh, pretty good. Um, uh, we're getting to see where. You know, I, I, Tam is sort of like you know uh, Hitch's favorite you know, character yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um, how she's slowly beginning to come back over, you know, to the to the other side and everything. So you know, um, Ken's Ken's favorite plot lines and arc and you know is, is when they go away and then they eventually come back. You know, uh, will she? You know, I don't know. Um, I didn't necessarily like uh, what, what's the blonde hair guy? Her her her. Ruckling. Rockland, um, yeah. That's the guy that was being a jerk in the first season. Yeah, right? he's such a yeah. dick. Boo. Yeah. Boo. He's, he's something else, you know. Um, <laughs> and I wish like you know, Tam would just like, you know, just let him just just be because he sees he definitely is like, you know, you know, real jerkish and stuff, you know. Um, but the you know, the plot to station to station was probably like the you know, the high point of this these set of episodes. Um and anytime they, you know, they go, they go through like, you know, first order stuff and, you know, um, stuff on like, you know, um, on their ship and stuff. I mean, it gets to be a little bit more plot, more, you know, the plot moves a lot faster and stuff. You know, I was cracking up the way, you know, Kaz was doing his voice, trying to make it sound like <laughs> it was totally different. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> you know? But um, I didn't even really, um, um, I didn't really recognize that okay like how do you get on that ship and stuff and why were they on there you know um because it wasn't really a lead up from like the previous episode so but they were there to do a job and um and you know ran into you know tam you know so um like i said we'll we'll see how that goes but being that was like high point of these four episodes um i, I think that that episode pretty much moved the plot along mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I agree. I agree with uh, DP. I agree with T. Mitch. I agree there that this, the this set of episodes were cute. They were cute, um, and 
to not disparage on any of them. Don't forget what the story is actually about. Okay. It's about the Colossus and how these <laughs> folks that are basically in between, they're not part of the resistance and they're not part of the first order. They're just us, basically. They're just us trying to get through it. And I think that that's the, that's the main, that's the main storyline through this, 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 uh, uh, you know, the resistance is the Colossus, all these people that live on it, Doza and how he, ha it's his responsibility to get these people through very Battlestar Galactic vibes. And so you're going to have moments where you're just living life. You're just doing what you're doing. You know, you're going to the bar, you're going to the casino, you're, you're racing. I mean, I thought that the, I thought they, they built things along that form and then they're introducing the first order a little bit. I like that. I like, and Kaz, I don't know. He is, yes, a little, but I thought the the episode in, in underneath, uh, beneath, it came from beneath the one, the mine, I thought that was real bad. Like he was off the rails as far as, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think like he, he was quite that bad during these episodes. He was kind of like maybe maturing a little bit. He got the curse, you know, he sort of had to go through that and everyone thinks he's like, bad blood now and um, yeah. that must have been traumatic for him and maybe he was nervous and anxious and kind of got inside himself and caused himself to be a little bit more vulnerable um and i like that they they brought back some characters that we were introduced to in the beginning you know the beginning like the uh that the the relic uh seat protector you know was in and she was a uh you know fortune teller you know pretty yeah. pretty shrewd fortune teller um yeah. But yet, DP, you're right. Station to Station is probably the strongest episode. Yeah. And if anybody out there, if you're going to like watch this, you know, sort of like maybe maybe vacuum the floor while you watch like nine, nine and ten. And then, you know, stay, just pay attention, you know, and then kind of go back to doing something else. Do the laundry or uh, something. No. Do, yeah, go change the laundry and then come back and you've got, you know, 12, which kind of, and, you know, kind of gives you that cliffhanger vibe. But like I said, Overall, these episodes were kind of cute. I wouldn't say they were filler, like throw them away, but I mean, they had some Star Wars vibe with the hot, you know, Vanky uh, was legit, like hot, like what you'd expect. Um, so I kind of, I kind of dug that part in the racing part. I really like Pipe. Like he's a great, he's a great character. He's real kind of outgoing and full of himself. And I think that's going to like be maybe his undoing. Something bad is going to happen to him. That's my prediction. So I think cute is a really great term for these episodes. And a, and a couple of times I was watching these and I was like, this is, this is filler. Right. And then I was like, yeah, I don't know. To me, I definitely think the, the vortex, whatever 5,000 episode nine here was, was kind of the low point for me. And I don't even want to say that it, it wasn't bad. And I don't want to talk, talk crap, but if I came up to you and I was like, guys, I've played Gran Turismo. I think we could win a race based on what the Gran Turismo cars were doing. You'd be like, you're an idiot. Get out of here. And not, you know, that's how it would go. And, and that's probably how it ought to go. But, you know, Niku continues to be my least favorite character uh, because they have to work him in somehow. I don't know. The, the, the re you could have done the rest of that without Niku really having to, to be present. Uh, uh, maybe this is my Jar Jar Binks, right, is Niku. Uh, <laughs> so we're all picking up a Binks from this. Uh, I, I thought Station to Station was the best episode. And, you know, it, it did the thing Rebels used to do a lot, 
which was you were in yeah. the middle of a heist, guys. Like, what, really? Like, it's like, you know, if you ever have one of those dreams where you just kind of jump in the middle of the plot and you're like, <laughs> you're doing something like robbing a bank or whatever, you're like, oh, okay, I guess we'll just keep going on with that. Uh, so I, I like that a lot. Kaz changing his voice was funny. Uh, you know, this is a presumably a pretty big ship and you run into the one person that's going to recognize you on the whole ship. Uh, that's pretty unlucky for those guys in station to station. Um, <laughs> the lost, uh, the missing agent, classic Star Wars here. I love, I love hiding something from the Empire. It's a secret message. And look, there isn't really a resistance. Like it, it, this advances the plot by kind of driving home that the resistance is <laughs> in dire straits here after the events of Episode Eight. Where are they? Nobody, nobody knows where they are or what's going to happen right. next. So I think that was also a very, a very good episode. Um, man, the curse. All right, so Kaz's curse. It definitely was a filler episode, but the thing, the thing about it is that it does illustrate something that's, I, uh, you know, I think is very true about everybody, and that's that we're all a little bit superstitious, just a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Like for me, uh, whenever I I do travel and I have to fly in a plane. I, I'm always sitting in this plane, right? I understand, I understand the physics, right? Bernoulli principle, you know, lift, get it. No, I don't need to explain to me any further. Always feel like it's a little unreliable <laughs> when I'm just sitting there up in the air and I have no reason, uh, no reason to think that. So maybe I am a little do, bit superstitious. Steel City, do you think they should tell people about those theories as they're getting on the plane? Do you think that would help? <laughs> I think that was a little demonstration. Of aeronautical anxious and not uh scared people out there you think if they all right everybody it? get a tissue now if you blow on the top of the tissue the tissue goes up guess why that is everybody <laughs> like, who's who's the flight attendants is up there who's been in the shower lately yeah you know how when the air moves around the shower that sucks the curtain in? uh anyway you know uh, so I, I i like that they said about these guys be a little bit superstitious i feel like this is the sort of thing you'd see in like a baseball a baseball movie or something where someone gets feels like they're cursed uh, you know this what was that voodoo guy from major league serrano right that whole deal so uh that was at least entertaining filler <laughs> so I, I i felt like these were pretty good pretty good episodes um setting up the the back half uh of the season of resistance i i'm interested to see i, I just keep waiting for them to meet up with the regular resistance or what's left of it or any of the characters that we've come to to enjoy uh, from from the movies to let us know what's going to happen in episode nine, right. and I think this this was produced like at the same time as episode eight, right? Like so, this came out almost right after episode eight came out, and I think we're going to be in some trouble here because what happens next is Disney pulls a left turn when they were going right. Uh, yeah. And oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah, I see what you're saying because that's when they fired. Uh... Colin Trevorrow and they yeah. didn't have a direct. Yeah, that, that that does make an interesting point of like what what were their thoughts? Because I, ultimately, I'm sure these characters had a role to play in Episode Nine. I'm sure somebody had to. Have. It almost almost makes it seem like okay, if, if if at the end of the season we're going to get a cliffhanger, and you know, I don't know if this series was canceled or whatever, or you know, he got a chance to complete the story, but um. It's coming up on those times, you know, um, and we don't have any more episodes after <laughs> Resistance. So we where are these characters? <laughs> where, where are they going? You know, maybe, maybe they um, never watched this series like we are. Maybe they never saw it. Maybe we did. So Kaz and them really doesn't exist. 
You know, nope. I mean, they're just, you know, no Jaeger, Tora, you know, it's these all, characters are just all fantasy all stories that were told to 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 to, to lull children to sleep at night. That's all. <laughs> it was this idiot named Cad. None of this ever happened. On this ship called the Colossus. Oh, there was no racing. There, there was, was no race. There was no racing. There were no aces. Ace ace race pilots. I thought that this whole Colossus thing and these like refueling stations would have played a really big part in that episode eight or nine. Like to see them like blowing some of them up or something like that to me is other than ramming a yeah, a ship into a dreadnought with a hyperspace jump, like I thought that maybe like blowing those up or maybe like causing like something would have been a bigger role in this. I would like to see something like that based on now that would spectacular. To, to, yeah, to blow up a fueling station in space? Yeah, something like that I felt like was... I mean, now that I know what it is and what it does, it's you know it's, it's kind of cool because you always think about this. We talk about, like, these guys having blasters and unlimited ammo. Well, now we know that there was a way that they did actually have to fill the ship up. So it made it realistic. So now we know that there are basically space gas stations and or air refueling stations, like, you know, some... Um, you know, fighter jets and whatnot need. So it's kind of cool that we have a correlation that there's a the gas stations in space now and and you know the tie this together makes it more interesting to wonder why they didn't incorporate this more in the star wars because it's a cool it's a cool concept yeah. it's a newer concept though fuel yeah. fuel never used to really be a thing right in star wars mm-hmm. universe and it really was introduced right around solo i think is the first mm-hmm. time coaxium as a, as yeah. a thing sorry to exist it does make sense but it is something that's newer and it's it's um it's interesting because yeah. it's like it drives plots forward, right? Not having Before enough fuel. Before the Battle of Yavin, they f- refueled every X-Wing fighter. That was very specific scenes that were shot where they were fueling and disconnecting. So we we had we knew they were putting something into that. We didn't know what it was. I mean, so so I think I think there definitely was fuel before for like um, maneuvering. So like for sub sublight thrusters, but yeah. hyperspace, I do not even in legends remember them talking a lot yeah. about fuel or it was or like yeah. a little bit of fuel lasted forever right or something mm-hmm. or some weird like that but like you know, a little just, or something was like um like yeah. a fuel or something yeah it so was it's always not bad like a power a power coupling or something yeah. some connector some connector that would connect whatever propulsion unit and they would drive the energy into the hyperspace engines yeah that, that was how it was that's how it was uh described even yeah, in the so, book if you read the so book, this, that, that there's specific hyperspace fuel, all the, all the stuff, all the different properties of it are new. That's the sort of thing. I mean, the specificity of it is what's mm-hmm. it's what's different, and that's it's again totally fine. I think, it, and I think it's an improvement to say, hey, there are some limitations to the resources that exist, and I think that's another thing they've done really well with Disney Star Wars is to say, look, you want to build a Death Star, you have to destroy a lot of planets you need a lot of kyber crystals you have to enslave entire populations and force them to build it like they the scale of the project like the death star is something that wasn't necessarily um glossed over previously but it's not something that that the strain that this put on the empire's economy to build this thing right is is really is really immense and it's interesting because it almost turns into a chicken and the egg thing and so it's because that building something like this is going to drain the economy of the galaxy and it's the economic discontent that causes the rebellion. So it's Hmm. interesting that Palpatine is like buying his own, 
his you know his own doom here and uh yeah. i maybe leo leo was right you know the more tight tighter your grip the more star systems slip through your fingers man yeah. of course leo was right she's right about everything <laughs> she's a skywalker she's gonna be this right guy's about in charge of the entire rebellion that's a, it's her gig she knows she knows she knows the adversary better than anyone else that's why they made her general that's why she's calling the shots um but yeah i mean you're, you guys are right. Like we're we're coming to the end, and we're missing some tie-ins. We're missing some threads that need to be connected. Maybe they'll do it. I mean, I haven't watched the end to end. Maybe they'll. It's 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 sort of weird the way that um the first season tone and the second season is just a whole different tone based on everything that happened in a movie. You know, yeah. so you get like a whole different tone of this thing. And if you didn't see the movie, you're like, this is. It's a little weird, you know, but I under I understand obviously, you know, but um, but the shift in tone and the disappearance of like <laughs> some of the main characters that we where we had in the first season, like you know, they're sort of like just left out there just to deal with the events that happened in the Force Awakens, you know, or the leftover events, and you know, um, um, from from what we've seen, we got a General Hux sighting, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, that idiot General Hux. I it, thought that yeah. he was going to get recruited for the resistance right there or something like that. Or he was right. going to be like, What are you even doing here? Get out, <laughs> get out of here or something like that. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. You know, I think you're right about, about that, DP, that there is a big, there was a big mood change that took place where it went from something that was a kid's show into something that is doesn't want to be a kid's show anymore. Right. I think when you, if you were to watch episode seven and then watch episode eight, you would have a weird, I think that would, you'd have a little whiplash because episode seven sort of ends triumphantly. Oh, we blew up the Starkiller base, everything. You know what I mean? We won, we won. And then episode eight starts and it's like that entire bomber group gets wiped out and mm -hmm. then the base gets wiped out and destroyed. And it's, 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 it starts off very poorly for the resistance. So there is a big mood change. And, and I think, a lot of stuff really changed between episode seven and episode eight, right? A lot of the themes, I, I think that JJ Abrams was supposed to do episode eight also, and he just didn't, you know, that didn't pan out. So there was a big difference in what the last Jedi was. And yeah. this season seems to have been produced as if the themes from the last Jedi were going to namely fuel and resources, right? Which were the big themes, right. last Jedi, whether that was going to continue on, and the thing is, like, because we've already seen episode nine, we know that the thing that should be happening here is they should be gradually discovering that that somehow Palpatine <laughs> returned. That's the thing that they should be figuring out and what's what, what we want to see. So, you know, I, I don't think we're going to get that because I think this was made before they made the decision <laughs> to have Palpatine somehow return. So I don't think we'll have that. This is all has its own legs to it. I mean, whether we like it or not, whether we're... we're yeah for this has its own story arc and that it's it's sort of driving on so i don't think they're going to get to the the palpatine piece i don't think yeah. that they, yeah. no which they have it, enough material at this time to not even worry about him to be honest right. there's enough material at this point. that's exactly right we don't need that's to worry exactly about right him. there's whole other directions they could go where he doesn't return yeah. at all <laughs> now, you, know, you know it's you know, you know it's, it's a choice to have him return. Yeah. The crazy part, you know, as we just as you brought you guys brought that genius point up, like I think that my dissatisfaction maybe DPs come from the fact of 
this this series and un, it's unfortunate for Dave Filoni proves that what happened. This is what happens when you don't have a plan, right? Because this series came out and this was supposed to tie in, and I like we talked about it. Now the more I hear you guys say those themes, like I bet you these characters were supposed to tie into the story. However, what what happened? It was it became a shit show because they didn't even have a director, right? So. I highly doubt because when we see Rebels, we see everything that Filoni's done, his characters have showed in live action to some extent or the ships or something. So they wouldn't, and I don't think Disney would fund a show to not tie in based on the track record they have to Mm -hmm. anything. So for them to come out with a show and the show is like a one-off of basically like a Rogue One, but even Rogue One tied in the main story, it just doesn't make sense. And it really shows at that point in time, how the sequel trilogy kind of just went out of control. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about it. It was sort of the J.J. Abrams trilogy um, for whatever reason. And it wasn't even whatever reason. He had that project. I forget the movie he came out with um, after episode seven. But the reason he couldn't do seven, mm-hmm. remember, it? it was a big, it was a blockbuster. It Star was Trek. Yeah. Yeah, was Star Star Trek. Trek. Star Trek and Star Wars and Star Trek and Star Wars and Star Trek and Star Wars. You can't, Wasn't there something you can't else do that. You he, got, he, was doing, he was originally doing Star Trek and then ended up doing Star Wars. Let me look it up. Yeah, but I mean, there was another project that he did. It wasn't Clover. What was it? Cloverfield. That was a good one. Was it the second? It was, it was something he was working on that... Uh, it was a Cloverfield paradox, is what it was. That was his next big movie. No, he no, because he he he, uh, he he executive produced that. He didn't actually do that. Was it Super Eight or was that too long? Mm-hmm. That was, that was Super Eight was twenty eleven. Now, but okay. right. Force Awakens was two thousand fifteen. Last Jedi was seventeen. Uh, it should be like I think it's Star Trek two. It it Remember was ten, it, it was it was it ten Cloverfield Lane. Was, that was uh, his he big movie. Uh, it's on his IMDb. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. yeah. No, in fact, I know. I know. Yeah, there was something that pulled him away from it. But he remember what it was is they wanted to shoot him like back to back, and maybe it was Star Trek, but something disallowed disallowed him to not be able to fulfill the commitment to film when they wanted to start shooting it. So he stepped away. They gave it to him um, because yeah, it, it just became disjointed. And then with. Trevorrow doing his, you know, three different directors on a sequel trilogy is crazy, right? I couldn't yeah. imagine anybody being able to pull that off. I mean, when you even look at, that would be like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you see what happens when the uh, Wachowski brothers would ever give it to their sister and let her do the Matrix Reloaded or whatever the last one was, Revolutions. I mean, this is why when you create a story, you just finish it out and just end it that way. Um, it had to been that, uh, Star Trek Beyond. That might have been, was yeah, 2016. Yeah, possible, yeah. yeah, possible, but yeah. Um, you know, last just, movie, by the way, was did out of spite, so you know, of that course, was, that, that that didn't really count. <laughs> I don't, I still don't. I mean, the world, it was so wild. The ending is, but yeah, that's another story for another day, you know. And you know what jarred me, by the way, too, real quick, why was Tam calling that officer sir and it was clearly a female? I was just like, yo, oh, that happened, like, that happens a lot. Even Phasma was like, and was like, sir, yeah. ma'am, uh, sir. But that's... he didn't know that that was a female. That's clearly. This lady had no helmet on, and I was sitting there like, hey, yo, what the hell is going on? Am I missing something? And yeah, maybe, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's a, like a, a first order thing. 
know, maybe. There I thought it was maybe trying to be funny. I don't know. It's it's new to us because there weren't any female imperial officers. officers. Yeah. There weren't any. They, it was the stormtroopers all... don't look very, you know, don't none of them feminine. look feminine at all. Right. None of them. Right? They all None look the like babies. No. Yeah. yeah well, and, I mean, even the ones that sound feminine on this show don't. They're built. They're just like regular stock stormtroopers. They're yeah. not built. Any, you can't tell. Yeah. That they're right. female. So it's interesting. I don't know. That, that's an interesting. And then, and then the cool thing, yeah, is that like when they have their helmets on, they all have synthesized voice. So you don't necessarily know what they are, right? Or who they are. And I think that's by design. I'm pretty sure. Oh, the, the one stormtrooper on one of the episodes was revealed to be a female. You know, yeah. uh, even though they had the synthesized voice and everything, but um, you could tell it was a female speaking. Um, so yeah, she she could shoot. That was the that was the dead giveaway. And the was, ladies are good shots. You know what I'm saying? So whoever said that women don't have peripheral Star Wars has proven that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> they have the better they have the better peripheral vision and the better aim. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was just, I, I thought the Hux thing was kind of cool because we got a little bit more of that. But th- there's a space to differ. If you're going to bring Hux in, like, where is Kylo? Like, no Kylo Ren. There's no Snoke, especially when they went in that room. I was hoping to see Snoke yeah. or somebody on the hologram. Like, you know what I mean? Like the meeting. They're waiting. Like, they're waiting. Right. That's going to be the big reveal. You think? Yeah. I hope. Did, I hope. did anybody else get a feeling like reminiscent of that scene from um, Indiana Jones and, uh, in the last crusade where he goes to that book, that book burning in Berlin. And he like turns around and Hitler, he's standing with that grail diary and Hitler's like, he signs it. Like, he signs his, he signs his uh, diary. He signs his dad's journal. It has all this shit in it about how, how bad Hitler is. And he's stealing all these art artifacts. <laughs> Hitler signs it. I, I put that on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> That, I got I got that vibe from that Huck scene when Cam Casley yeah. accidentally was on that elevator. It's interesting. You know, you figure this. I mean, the guy is. I mean, you know, uh, Hux is a genocidal monster, so I guess we can just fit like the shoe fits. So that was interesting. That was that was cool. That was yeah, the voice actor that did him did a really good job because he kept like his whole tone and like you know idiocy and everything, and you know is you know Hux is super hyper too. You know, so yeah. it was just funny to see. Yeah, he's, I, and he's very, yeah. very emotional. Like he gets charged yeah. up when he's speaking. <laughs> like, calm down, man. Stains in his I, neck, and the stormtroopers like, <laughs> "What's the big deal, man? Like, just yeah. relax. You got to chill. You gotta take for? a chill pill. Or you're gonna end up. You're gonna end up like that. That's a pre-meter Snoke, cut in half, laying on the floor. Yeah, don't try, right don't try that shit with Kylo. You know." <laughs> You got to give him credit because he was a hologram when he was inciting the troops. He was a hologram, so to have that sort of energy and charismatic ability through a hologram—that's that's pretty good. I don't. I was kind of shocked how like how big of a bitch Commander Pyre became when he came around, though. Like, you know what I mean? He was like such a hard ass, and then like he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, uh, General." Uh, Commander Hux, like I didn't, I didn't know you were making unexcited. Like he was like stuttering and shit. I'm like, you're like this badass guy. Like, why are you nervous of this guy? Like, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I don't know if that was supposed, like I said, to be some kind of like a soft humor, but I don't know. He just seems so like 
the gold armor, he just seems so like, you know, commanding that like I wouldn't expect him to like power in front of Hux like that. Right. right. He prestiged, right? This is at least yeah, his second time exactly. for the tree. Oh, for sure. Maybe well, it's third and fourth. You figure gold? I mean gold. Yeah, that's gold prestige is a minute. Yeah. That's at least ten prestiges least, yeah. right there. But you get that on the tenth. That's the skin you get. Yeah. Did yeah. Captain Fairbanks Eight. Was that eight? Shadow. Okay. Yeah. So she's dead by at this point in in, in the second season. We, we don't know what the time we don't know. timeline is. Okay. Yeah, no, Probably yeah, she's, yes. She's gone though. Because there was enough time for them to go to Canto Bite and back and hang out and go to jail and get out of jail, and like so. I mean, there was a they were at like you know Finn and Finn and Rose. They were on Canto Bite for at least I'd say a day and a half, right? Yeah, travel. They were being yeah. chased for like three or four days. So this, you know, it's probably it's gotta be getting there. But the dreadnought, yeah. you know, the, but that dreadnought, I would say yes, Phasma should be dead now. Because we should be the events of episode eight should have been ta- been taking place already by now. So she should be dead. So it should just be part but, yeah, but this is barring that once again, that um I'm guessing season two was written later, but like like DP, you're a writer. Like, I'm just wondering when was the show written before it was actually went put the paper to animate. You know what I mean? Like, maybe right. this shit was written before they decided to go with Ryan Johnson. So, like, it's one of the things. Like, I'm saying, I don't. At this point, there are more questions than answers because, like, I don't know what the hell is really going on. Because all, like we said, we haven't seen, um, we haven't seen Finn, we haven't seen Ray, we haven't even seen. Dameron back, so we don't even know where the hell this is going because we don't know where the hell they are and what time it is. I think that's what makes it more perplexing to not know anything, right? Because we're trying, we're all guesstimating, especially because the thing they they should be looking for is this refueling station. It's got the fuel, right? Like they should be trying to find it because they need the fuel. So it's like you know, they have some communication between Poe and Kaz, exactly. Like, hey, we have this giant colossus refueling station can we get like people can we get a crew here to like usher us or can you give us coordinates to like where we are so we can something the like that communication know? was with leia and leia said we can't get to you right now we've got our own trouble so it's up to you kaz to do your thing whatever that is that, that was a real quick communication they called out for help and they got they could have just no, been honest can't. with my son's known a shit fit. Mm-hmm. Yep. See? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She could have been honest, yeah. She could have just said my son's in space known a shit fit and I have to deal with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Said my son's in space. I do think, I do think we, should find, we should find out when, when Snoke is no longer the supreme leader, right? When, if, if Kylo oh, Ren oh. is the supreme leader, then Phasma's dead. That's... That's how leader Ren. What a name, man. Come on. Is that better than Plagius, who who occupied this seat in the Legends community, right? In the Legends story, was Darth Plagius, uh, Jason Jason Solo, Han and Leia's uh, oldest, the twin. Mm -hmm. That's right. I remember those stories. Yeah, the the Solo ones would have been better. And there was no Ben. There was no Ben, right? Yeah. Was Plagueis Plagueis was Sidious's master. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's right. No, no. Who what was? Oh, no. Cadus or whatever. Sadius. Yeah. yeah. Terrible yeah. name. Boom. Plagueis, yeah. Yeah. Plagueis was. Plagueis, uh, that's right. Plagueis was. Pap- I'm sorry, guys. Right. That's a. 
Right. Plagueis was the one that uh, taught Palpatine how to yeah. bring back was, reverse death. That somehow was like tricked by pa the strongest Sith in history was tricked by his apprentice. Like, come on. But that's the somehow. It is, right? That's I the mean, somehow. That's, right. It is. Somehow he returned. Somehow you got it. You got to buy that story or else nothing. It's a good else book. It's works. a good book. Plagueis books. But, um, yeah. Sorry, guys. I messed that up. Tommy. <laughs> I got to live with that. We're here for you, I gotta live that down now. Bring up Poe again. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what's crazy about this whole time frame too. Um, now based on where we know the fucking Mandalorian's going on at this point, that's a crazier point, right? Like this mm -hmm. is like literally button up with the Mandalorian, like time for time. Yeah. This is really. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think this yeah, is a lot later is, than that. Uh, well, yeah, yeah it was like ten years after ABY, and this is like thirty-five. Yeah, this yeah. is way later. Well, no, I'm saying this is later, but I mean they're still alive. Ahsoka's older, obviously, but this is during this is during this frame of like I'm guessing a thriving Mandalore, and we don't know what's going to happen after this movie or the finale of it. But the Mandalorians are back at this point. Now do we know that where that you know what I mean? This is Grogu's alive somewhere, like. These Probably. are characters that are, yeah. I mean, they age, whatever. You know, he was young. So oh, you're right. You're definitely not from old age. I mean, Grogu oh, yeah. would be what, like nine, ten, something. That's what I'm saying. So he I would mean, be a he Jedi. would be a Jedi Master. Um, Luke is still. It isn't. Yeah, it's weird because is Luke dead? Is this where he like? Is, you know what I mean? I mean like, what happened? Supreme Leader Ren, Phasma dead. Uh, obviously, uh, Snoke dead. Luke Skywalker well, also dead. All of that yeah, stuff. Nah, Luke would be dead now if it's Supreme Leader Ren. That's when they have their battle or the, whatever his projection is. I don't know. Life force is sucked from itself. And then mm -hmm. I can't. The biggest it. psych out of all time. I psych! I think I need to rewatch 8 again. When he dies, is his body like, does his body like, you know, diffuse into the air? Yeah, and his, and his cloak floats away. Yeah, Luke? yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I have to watch it again. Right. And there was a there was a hologram. Uh, is it a hologram? There was a ghostly vistage of Luke. Oh yeah, that's right. And Yoda, right? I mean, I don't want to call him a hologram because it's it. Now we're talking about like energy. We're talking about a spirit of some sort of him and Yoda. So uh, he doesn't have Yoda to burn, But Yoda's not just a spirit because he burns. <laughs> He burns that tree down. Yeah, he, bro, so... he uses force lightning through death, which is even crazier. <laughs> he can use force lightning. Just accept it. It just, it just is. That's I can't, I can't wait to rewatch these movies. I, I was so sick when I saw it. episode nine in the theaters. I was so sick. It was ridiculous. And and I, I, was, I remember thinking to myself, like, I must have fallen asleep like four or five times. Like, cause I'm missing stuff. Like, I, and I and then I watched it on Disney Plus, and I was like, no, I saw the whole. I did not fall asleep. I saw the whole thing. Bro, I can't believe. Oh no, they must have said. I would be like, oh man, I, I, I must have fallen asleep. They must have said why they're going to this stupid island. <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope, they're just for going there. Like, for, but for them to like burn, so like the journals that Ray Solo would ever like for them to burn Sith history is crazy to me because they archived this all on Coruscant and for Yoda to be like, oh, this shit doesn't matter. Let's just destroy it all. Why would you destroy that? So other Jedi coming there and this once again doesn't retcon to where we are now because we look at Ahsoka and what they're doing um, on the planet they're on. Like, why wouldn't you leave that tree there? So other Jedi that are, you know, whatever 
under in hiding at the, during this period to give them a beacon of hope, to give them a beacon of study, to create more Jedi, to understand more about the Force. It's because crazy. someone would discover it. They didn't want it to fall it's into the, same, the wrong it's hands. A, it's the same thing with Jedi finding Seth Holocron, though. But right? that's it's, not. That's like a like that would be like trying to destroy a copy of the Bible, right? Well, like it, you know. On. I mean, you can do it. Like you can, but that does. Is that going to accomplish eradicating the information? Yeah. Right. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Because yeah, I'm sure there there are Jedi that house that information in their minds. They know they've memorized the journals and they know everything. You don't need the hard copy anymore. Oh, you? But where, where are these people at? I mean, what do you mean? Those are all eradicated because Ray is like the last one, which makes it even or, or no, or maybe not. Right. I'm, no, I'm no, somehow they can, somehow the Jedi returned. You know, yeah, you know, somehow. you know, it would be nice. And we return about of the this. Jedi. It was a movie, I think. <laughs> it was the title of that movie? It was the Why title of the movie. They came back. You can't get rid of them. They came back. You know, <laughs> You know how they can really fix this up and clean this up, I think, leading episode in the nine and the ten, if they do it now that's on indefinite hold. Like, if we were to get like a book or an anthology of R2D2, because in my mind, you're right. The only the best way to do this is when they're on course on before shit hit the fan, that they plug R2 plugged in and he downloaded the set the Jedi archives. So Everything. he is like the last, yes, he's like the last relic, almost like the, the Bible, right? He is the relic of the Jedi. And think about it, he can house that, right? Because we saw what happened with 3PO. So it can't not. be 3PO because they, re they rebooted him, right? So mm -hmm. it couldn't be 3PO housing. It may be 3PO had information, but since the reboot, he lost that. So it right. would only make sense that now R2-D2 literally is like the, Je the, the Jedi, yeah. he's the last relic, right? He has all the information. Because he had the map, right? So think about what he has on him technically that, that nobody knows. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's like the key to Star Wars is R2 now because he literally is the only. Because um, I'm guessing that uh, who's the guy, the, the lightsaber guy that we saw? I forget his name. On the ship with Ahsoka. Um, he's oh, the wow. It's names off the top. I forget. But... Um, yeah, so Hi, Hi. Hu Yang, Hu Yang, yeah, Hu Yang, Hu Yang. Oh, Hu Yang, Hu Yang outside of R2 would be the only one that has this information. It um, goes back and think about how many times they tried to destroy R2. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. yeah, he's I had mean, a lot of incidents, and there he's he's still there, he's still and he still has everything, he's retained everything that he ever had. He probably still has the help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. I'm sure he he still has that in his databanks. So, never cleared his cash and cookies. Never no, cleared his cash and cookies. He, yeah, he never had. They never had deleted his history ever. And, <laughs> and he always uses Chrome. So yeah, yeah no edge, no, no, no edge. Uh, Netscape back in the day, you know. Netscape. <laughs> you better not encounter anything with Flash Player. You're in some right, trouble yeah. with this. No, 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 none of that. So um, it's Doesn't crazy. Do panels. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just shocked based on like legends and books that like how Luke kind of abandoned R2, but I get it because he was going in exile, but still I I just think it's crazy how like he like left R2. That's like his droid. So for R2 to not see Luke during this period of whenever, especially when he's a Jedi Master fully powered, because what was with him on his ship then, right? He needed an R2 unit. Was there another one? That's like the mystery, right? He always have an R2 in the behind him. And he in didn't wasn't R2 with him in that scene on the Mandalorian, I believe. 
he was there. He was on. He was with him. Yeah. He okay, was with, so I don't think he was actually that, there. So how, how the hell does that work then? That's what I'm saying. This this isn't making sense. How was R2 with Luke all of a sudden? Did he fly to him and find him? Because he was literally with Ray and them during this period. Like That's because Luke left him. him. Luke left him behind. Yeah. He said, so all right, guy, you're just going to just chill. You're on your own. I'm going to give you some of the good Michael Jackson stuff when you wake up. Come, I'll be back. Yeah, and then somehow you find somehow R two returns with Luke. Somehow he returns. So. Return of the R two. Oh, who flies R two? Who flies Grogu back? And that's in the last season, right? So like the last, the last we saw R two, he was flying that X wing. That you're right, right. is so chilling. How do we find Luke when nobody can find him? Like, hmm. you know, crazy. Doesn't add up, but you know, maybe that's me thinking too much in the Star Wars or being. You know, I don't know. I'm just trying to follow the breadcrumbs they're laying down, and it's not adding up like nothing is, which lets us know the sequel trilogy doesn't head up at all. As much so, as we try to put it together, it just doesn't head up. So if we and were if we were actually looking at everything up, <laughs> like if this show is accomplishing that, it would be doing the Knights of Ren stuff would be happening here. So that's who would be after them, not these faceless, you know, mercenaries or whatever. That that's who should be coming after them, and you know we should be finding out gradually and terrifyingly that the secret is that Palpatine is actually back, right? right. And we... somehow Palpatine returned. Somehow. Uh, <laughs> somehow. So we would need to find out how that happens. Find out maybe that there's a place called Exegol. Maybe the First Order stops caring about wasting ships or something all of a sudden. And they just like peace out. I don't know. I, we could We could see the fallout to having the entire seat of government wiped off the map. Maybe that would be cool. I would, I would imagine there could be some <clears throat> things that changed about the life in the Republic if the entire capital was just completely destroyed. So, yeah, I mean, is the first order completely in control now? How power, you know, all that stuff. We could get more answers there, but instead we're, we're, we're racing. We're back to racing. We're doing great, great in the races. Uh, and uh, man, love our races in Star Wars, boy. But they could probably do like four seasons, they'd have to do so many stitches to tie this to tie episode eight and episode nine together. It would take like two or three oh, seasons yeah. to try yeah, to get yeah, it to yeah. the point. You, you one Babu Frank introduced yeah, me to Babu Frank, yeah. Steel City. You said, Was the first order really ever, ever in charge? Was there ever a point that they were? You know, were they established on? I mean, would you land on Tatooine and find First Order troops controlling Mos Eisley? I don't think they ever had a grip like the Empire did. I think the uh, Empire had presence. So I think, yeah, I think they were trying to do like the counter espionage thing. They were, they had a presence, but they were like in the shadows. I think the First Order operated like the Sith because think about it, bro. He just pulled this goddamn armed miss military. Out of out of the dirt of Exegol, like a thousand star destroyers that somehow got destroyed by some measly ships. Like we forget about that. The ending battle, the mm -hmm. star destroyers with all this um, you know, and all they got these taken down by horses. All these horses, and all this stuff. Horses. horses. I forgot. Oh, I forgot about the horses. These, these horses with magnetic shoes that allowed them to not float away in space. Did they with Lando's go? daughter? Right. Yeah, Interesting. Crazy. So I don't think the First Order ever had the... See, I think we're dealing with, like I, I've said before, in the past, the First Order are like children. 
that you've given some really cool toys to, and they're playing with them, but they don't they don't really know what they're supposed to be doing with them. Whereas the Empire was the opposite. They built the technology. They had it. They knew how to manipulate. They they took charge. They blew up planets left and right. First Order were kind of, yes, they, were, they blew up a couple of planets, but I don't think anyone was really scared of the first order they didn't really have that that fear it, they didn't they didn't inject fear into the galaxy like the empire did you know I why that really? like that though I, I think they were fearful but the problem was is their supreme leader truly wasn't around because he wasn't right know, yeah you know the emperor was still like going through his whatever transformation his his blackness this is, yeah. if anything, and Hitch will know this in history, right? That, like, it's just, it's a leader that when you leave in the shadows and he wasn't hands-on like he typically was with the Empire, this is what happens. If he was more, you know, more of a face, more present, I don't like think... The, this like the, uh, like Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, what I'm saying, Palpatine, if he was more present and his body was restored quicker or whatever, maybe this wouldn't have happened the same way. But the fact that he's, like, in Exegol somehow mind controlling Kylo Ren across galaxies, which whatever it is, what it is at this point, but you know, he's like controlling, pulling strings, doing battle meditation from an unknown region, which is crazy. So he has like just blood in him or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, with the empire, yeah. you pretty much had like Palpatine yeah. and Vader. So those, those Correct. are your brand. That's your brand right there. That's your presence and stuff with yeah. first order. You're like, okay. Yes, and- 28 year old kids, you know, 28 year old kids, yeah, roid rage every now and then, breaking shit. It's like, like, it's like if all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence was like the baddest man on earth, like you know, everyone was all of a sudden afraid of Trevor Lawrence, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's he's a good quarterback, but he doesn't strike fear, you know, he's he's just he seems way too laid back to really strike fear into your heart. So, would 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 Trevor Lawrence do as good of a job as say Heinrich Himmler? I don't know, I, I just don't think. He's high strong enough to to get the job done on a genocide, which again the first order did commit. So I think they were they, they were trying to get everyone to fall in line, but they were more like it was less like I don't know. They were trying to do things on less of a on more of a budget. It's like they weren't going to bother coming all the way out and like you know putting they, the they garrison out the everywhere. Overhead. They didn't want to like go yeah. all in. This is like the Groupon version of the Empire. Yeah. Like there was bureaucracy, the bureaucracy. They were talking about that back in the but but the first order is just like, look, we here's here's what we are. We are gonna blow you up, or (laughs) or, and that's a different Palpatine than we are about to be introduced to in Bad Batch. This this Palpatine that we're about to be introduced to is whatever you need to get this done. You know, you have all the power. I mean, he's Ken. I like that voice, man. While while I'm gone, please don't spend a lot of money. We don't. We're I'm, running on a budget, and cloning is very expensive. I'm keeping the credit cards in a safe place. <laughs> but, but you know, so there's not that bureaucracy. They're not pretending to govern. They're not even. They're not even giving any lip service to to governance. They're just saying, look, you're going to do what we say. Or we're literally gonna gonna blow you up. We're just not. We're not even gonna entertain yeah. it. So I mean, it's, it's a nobody lot more really political. Efficient. Yeah, nobody politically efficient in the in the first order for the most part and everything. It's pretty much black and white. Either you no do voting. this, or, you know, you don't. 
and pay their contract. Some 28-year-olds, Trevor Lawrence, you know what I mean? Like that guy. Yeah. is. You yeah. better listen to him or else he's or else, <laughs> or else he's going to blow up Pittsburgh. Like, oh, I don't know how it's, yeah. it's just weird. You know what I mean? It's not. Or there'll be a personal file. Roughing the passer. No, no, no. You know, you know what's crazy though, and like, and the more we talk about this stuff in like the first order, right? So you're telling me, Palpatine has all this ability to control. He controlled the only Jedi left, so he was able to control Ray and Kylo and like make them fall in love through these like, whatever the hell that was, these like force bonds, as I believe they called it. Every time you're in the locker room. I'm going to make it so you can see each other. It'll mess yeah, with them right? so bad. Oh, creepy as hell, yeah. so he can do that. <laughs> but he doesn't know that Hux is a spy. That, to <laughs> me, doesn't add up, right? Like, how the hell, like, so you Hux can't snuff that he out. Was a spy. He was pulling that out of his ass to protect well, himself. Blew. Right, because if he was a spy, we should be seeing Correct. in exactly this episode where there's spy, a spy, spy sitting next to him, and he's uh -huh. and he's there. He should be yeah. saying, hey, I'm on your side. Get the heck out of here. Right? Like, <laughs> that would be interesting. Sure that was ad lib. Or like, like, they, that was a write in thing at the yeah, end. Yeah, they, they put that in at the last <laughs> minute because it, it was written way before they even had those plans. Oh, yeah. They gave it exactly as much thought as they gave him time after he revealed he was a spy. None. Exactly. Right? Yeah, they gave it what? It was like four minutes. He's like, I'm the spy and I'm going <laughs> to. <Yeah. laughs> Crazy. Like, it Yet just doesn't another... Yet another thing that could have been cool that they were just like, we don't need this. We or like, think about it. Like, I mean, he he's a spy who blows up the Capitol planet. How do you go back to Leia and be like, I fucked up. Like, I didn't think we were going to do it. Like, we didn't. <laughs> Sorry like, about that. You Sorry, gave the yeah. speech. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I really just didn't think it was going to work. Yeah, you gave you know the I mean? speech where you he said, did. we're going to do this thing. And we know exactly. <laughs> oh, I had no idea. It, it, it is anyway. Bad. It was all right. snow. Yeah, yeah, man, that's crazy. He that blows up a planet, but like, or he didn't deliver no plans to like, hey, these are the plans on how to take down the dreadnoughts. Like, that's how you know it was added. You're right, because he would have delivered something to the resistance, like, hey, to let you know this is what's going on. This is where Palpatine are, like is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how you know that literally a spy thing was added at the last minute because he would have. There would have been more breadcrumbs to lead out to like. Yeah. He's we would have seen it would because seen when that when, when that was revealed, I didn't think in my head, "Oh, that's why he did this." Yeah, and that's, that's why, why he blew up the capital because he was part of the resistance. What the hell? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, hey man, you know we got eight to go, so hopefully we'll get some answers here and leading in a bad batch. And then you know, as we discuss after we um go through five the bad batch, yeah, five five. Yeah, after Bad Batch, we will dive into um, another review of our, I guess, 7, 8, 9, and we'll be doing our fan fiction with you guys. So, a lot, a lot of content coming up, and that's kind of leading Stay us up. Us, folks. It's going to be a whirlwind. Dude, that's, leading up, that's leading us with all this content leading us. It's taking us past probably Easter into that summertime, right? Up to my damn Memorial Day we're coming. So, Ooh. a lot of, lot of content for you guys. It's crazy that when we go to the calendar. You can right? stay inside and watch this stuff with us all summer long. No need to be inside <laughs> at all. Vitamin D. Just got nothing to do on Friday nights anyway. Come on. Uh, what are you doing? No. Nothing. Not. That's why you're here. Definitely not. But, um, yeah, guys. So, um, for those listening and watching live, appreciate it. Um, next week, we will be doing 13 to 16. So, I guess part one of our finale if we want to label it that, but uh, yeah, no, we're on the back end of this because it's only like what eighty episodes. So I think there's twenty. 13. Is there eighteen? 
There are 19 eight. episodes. So if we do, we do thir- if we do 13, 14, 15, 16, and then we have like three for the last finale, and then we can talk about the series. So I think that's that's what's pretty good. And then and then we could tear uh, you know Rise of Skywalker apart too. Oh, if we wanted, whenever we want. Up against um the season premiere of Bad Batch. Yeah, I that, think about, that, yeah. Comes up, yeah. that is right. You just yeah, want to finish? Yeah, we can just do the rest. Let's yeah, just do the rest. Knock them out early this weekend. We'll run it, yeah. So yeah. we'll watch it all. So appreciate you guys staying late up staying on late with us tonight. Again, like I said, the nightcap. Um hope everybody has a good weekend. Until next week, guys, this is a way. Oh, wait, wait, wait. First, who's got oh. who in the Super Bowl? Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I got the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, I got the Chiefs. Yeah, it was think we'll go with the Chiefs. Rock 30. Woo! Oh, there's, no there's always one. 30. There's always one. 30. 17 10 Chiefs. 17 10. Yeah, it's going to be a real, oh, low, real no. low scoring game. Just a gross it's Super Bowl like that one between the Patriots and the Rams a couple years ago where it was just like, oh, uh, like nine points in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> no, give me give me some scoring. I want some I want some sizzle on the stake this year. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fight. Yeah, they're they're, they're gonna have to fight for every point. Watch all the commercials. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of the commercials, um just to let everybody know before we jump, by the way, Kenobi season two is confirmed. So look out for that. Yeah, crazy. I know, right? So look out for that. It should be. It might be on. I've been checking my phone all day. They're supposed to drop that. That's like a big announcement that there's going to be a Kenobi season two. So maybe we see that tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Kenobi season two is semi-confirmed to be coming out at some point. Wow. So I didn't see that one coming. You heard it here, folks. And we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, because there's a lot to talk about. So until next week, guys, this is the way. This is the way.